There he goes. One of God's own prototypes. A high-powered mutant of some kind never even considered for mass production. Too weird to live, and too rare to die. Welcome to episode 61 of the Digital Freemason Podcast. For the week of, oh, I hope, uh, September 17th, 2007. I'm your host, Scott, and I'll be taking you along on my educational adventures through the world of short sonic education. So, it's been quite a while since uh, yeah, I did the last podcast. I think it was the, ooh, the end of July, somewhere around there. So, it's been uh, what was supposed to be a pretty quiet summer. It turned out to be uh, more than just a little bit crazy. But, all in all, I've... Uh, Recommitted to trying to get these out on a more regular basis, and one of the things I'm doing is uh, actually moving it over off the uh, King George website onto uh, its own standalone website. So here over the next couple of weeks, I'll be uh, chipping away at that. So if there's technical glitches or that sort of thing, I, um, I'll be working to try and get those all ironed out. And yeah, well, uh, you may see some uh, some erroneous feeds come up in. Uh, podcast catcher but uh, we'll work to get those out if you have any uh, problems with that by all means give me a shout my email address will be podcast at the digital freemason.com so and I'm looking to do some other things is uh, on that website a little bit more educational type stuff so that's about all that I have to say on that but uh, this week's piece comes uh, from I'm not sure where it came from it just sort of came through the slip through the cracks and into my lap and uh, talks about the importance of ritual work and uh, it's sort of one of those things I've always sort of balanced and trying to balance in my life as to um, exactly how anal does one have to be in order to get ritual work done right uh, some people I know like to have it uh, letter perfect and there's been talking with fellows after they've done a long piece and said oh you know what I flipped those two words or I put one word in that should have been a different word and he says I didn't quite get it all right and I guess to those guys, they are um, uh, letter perfect is what they're striving for. For other people, it has to do with, well, I'll just say, telling a story and getting getting the, the emotions of what's happening all down and pass that along to uh, to the brethren who's going through the degree. So somewhere in between, it's probably the, the majority of us when it comes to how we get things done. But anyway, this piece is called The Importance of Ritual Work, and I don't know who its author was, but uh, I think it gives a good little bit of advice. It's just a quick little piece, but uh, I thought maybe it would be a good thing for me to sort of get back on the bandwagon and get uh, these things rolling out on a regular basis. So here we go. To many, the ritual work performed within our lodges is of minimal importance. And arguments are advanced from time to time that too much importance is placed on it. It is certainly true that the ritual is not the most important aspect of our craft, but it is basic to the genuine understanding of our mysteries. The ritual is the fundamental vehicle by which we convey our secrets and hidden mysteries. It is by means of the ritual that we communicate the symbolic legend and the allegories of our teaching. It is, a necessary, it is necessary to our craft as a musical score to an opera or a playbook is to a football team. Indeed, parts of our ritual in use today are as ancient as the craft itself and have been preserved with little change from our earliest recorded history. When a candidate first passes through the tiled portals of a lodge, hoodwinked and unenlightened, 
It is by means of the ritual that he gains his first impressions of our fraternity, and it is by this means that we hope to convey to him some of the understandings of our purpose, our philosophy, and our objectives. <clears throat> if our presentation is mumbled or garbled, delivered without expression or meaning, or constantly interrupted by prompts from the secretary's desk, it might be just as well or better to have handed him a book and say, read this, because we don't have the interest in communicating it to you in such a manner that you can readily grasp. I often wonder to what extent lodge attendance is a reflection of the quality of the work done within it. It stands to reason that a brother who is not holding an office, and thereby participating in a, the regular ritual work, is going to become extremely bored if he has nothing to look forward to but the reading of the minutes and the passing of the bills. If he must also suffer through the constant repetitions of shoddy openings and closings and half-learned pieces of work, what inspiration can there be for him, and how can we, as an organization, hope to compete for his time and support against the worthwhile endeavors where he may feel his time might be better spent? The ritual, being our prime means of communicating our mysteries, ought to be an inspiration and an invitation to us to delve deeper into the symbolic aspects of the craft. Yet, so often our work is recited without us even understanding its meaning or of the words that we are using. It becomes obvious, when words are constantly mispronounced, or emphasis put in the wrong places, that the brother doing the work has no real understanding of what he is saying. The work to him has no real meaning, and therefore it becomes mere form and ceremony, and without purpose. Good ritual, learned well, and delivered with expression and feeling, conveys the essence of our order to our candidates. It demonstrates pride in our lodge, and serves to stimulate us to look deeper into the symbolism that it contains. Let us not, therefore, underestimate its importance, recognizing at the same time that Freemasonry does not begin and end there. So, bada bing, there it is. A, uh, like I say, a quick little piece on ritual work. And I know from, personally for myself, sitting in my lodge and uh, going and visiting with other lodges that, man, I'll tell you, when work's done crisply, it, uh, it sure is a, uh, a treat to uh, behold, and you come away with just that. Come away with just that little bit extra excitement about what the evening had to hold. Uh, I think I'd mentioned this before in another podcast that I had a. Um, I guess I was. I was a junior steward when there was a past district deputy grand master uh, night. Uh, they needed a fill in, so I did that. And I'll tell you, I think maybe four or five of the uh, officers that were sitting in the uh, in the chairs that night were. Uh, had been grandmasters, and I'll tell you what a pleasure to watch those guys do their work and be involved with them. Oh, crisp, clean! I tell you, we opened up to the third degree and uh, closed back down in record time, and it was all just boom, boom, boom. And uh, it was a real pleasure to be have been a part of that. So that's uh, that's it for this week's topic. But again, if uh, if you have any problems here over the next few weeks, well. Uh, I port everything over from the King George Lodge at www.kinggeorgelodge.com over to the new website at www.thedigitalfreemason.com. Uh, bear with me while I uh, work through some of the bugs. And if you have any suggestions as for things that you would like to see or hear in future podcasts, by all means, let me know. There are things that you would like to see on the website. Um, pretty much open to uh, yeah, have a discussion forum. I don't know how how useful that would be, but maybe they would be a little bit interested. Give me a shout. Um, as I say, podcast at the digital freemason. 
www.thepeopleshow.com. So until next time, hopefully next week, uh, I've been your host, Scott, and I've enjoyed our time together. And be sure to keep the shiny side up.